Good morning, good noontime in Rome. This is Pastor Jen for Thursday Connect Online. I'm so excited to have this time together. I've been looking forward to it. I woke up today with a, a joy and an excitement in my heart to just really be open and honest with you. So I'm looking forward to seeing you jump on there. Let me know. Say, hey, Pastor Jen, I'm watching from. I hope you have your cup of tea or your cup of coffee. Good morning, <laughs> Boriana. Love you so much. I can't wait to be with people and give them a hug. Today is my last day of quarantine. I can go out tomorrow. And believe me, I'm going. Hi, Dorcas. Good morning. Happy to see you. I'm having my coffee. Good morning, Eunicia. Thank you. Uh, God is good. Amen. And I had, we had a wonderful time of prayer on Wednesday last night. Hi, Barb. Good morning from Michigan. Thank you for joining us so bright and early. Yesterday, our little Giovanna had uh, her tonsils out and surgery. And already today on my Facebook page, I posted a funny uh, filter and Giovanna was up and they sent me a message. Uh, she giggled at Gigi's silliness. So, but we thank God that her surgery went well and she's home recovering. Hi, Audrey. I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome. I know you're up bright and early in Kentucky too. You're probably seeing that beautiful sunrise over the water. Is it a river? Uh, or a lake. I think it's a river that's by you, Audrey. You can tell us. Uh, so that's one of my praise reports. We usually start Thursday with a prayer and a praise. And we're actually going to do, uh, <laughs> yes, it was hilarious. We're going to do, uh, I thought it would just be one filter. I like the hat with the sunglasses and then it changed to all those other ones. That was funny. Uh, hi, Dodie from South Sudan. Thanks for watching with us. We're so glad you're a part of Thursday Connect. Woohoo! Um, so I'm asking you to join me today. And what are you praising God for? So put that in the chat. Something that you are saying, God, I praise you today for. And you put it in the chat and let me see it. Ah, it's a lake. Okay, Audrey, good. Hi, Courtney. You're up bright and early, too. Glad to see you. We're, we're telling what we praise God for. So I praise God that Giovanna's surgery went well. I praise God that another of our friends that was in the hospital got out of the hospital and is home resting and gaining strength daily. I praise God for others who had procedures that are going well and... Um, Thank God for his peace and rest. So what are you praising God for? Don't be silent over there in the chat. Type in something. That's how we interact this morning. Um, what are we praising God for? Today, while you're typing that in the chat, I will... Oh, you yes, for Thursday Connect. Thank you. <laughs> yes, for courage. We need courage in these uncertain times. Um and it's so powerful when we recognize that, you know, Eunicia, that it's uncertain. And today we're going to talk about faith over fear. And I even titled my notes, Let's Get Real. Yep. Praise God for his mercy. Amen. And for protecting our loved ones and for our health. Yes. Thank you so much for those 
comments that helps to interact with us um, really good. So these are my notes, Thursday Connect online, faith over fear, let's get real. So I like to be transparent and I'm very open and honest and I will tell you that this week, I feel like I've been in quarantine for the last four months. You know, we I went to Michigan for supposed to be 10 days I ended up staying unexpectedly in the U.S. for three months, um, shopping in my daughter's closets because I didn't bring appropriate clothes for multiple seasons. And then when I would be finished in one state and go to the next one, they would be on lockdown and they would be in more quarantine and I, we would have to quarantine again. And, and then um, when we got back here two weeks ago, we had to quarantine again, self-quarantine, which is good. And it's been good for rest and all of that for God protecting us. But I want to be honest with you today. We're talking about faith over fear. And I'm not afraid. I am not afraid of COVID-19. I just want you to know that. I have a real peace and strength and courage in my heart about that. Um, so maybe it's not even faith over fear. Maybe it's just faith over worry or faith over preoccupation with things. That means that I'm, my mind gets preoccupied with all the concerns of family and children and grandchildren and loved ones and friends. And will I have enough energy to be that minister in all those different ways that I so want to do? And then the world is in chaos Yes, Courtney, we are praising God for our first migraine-free day in two and a half weeks. I praise God with you for that. That is amazing. Praise the Lord. Um, so today, I, I want to tell you that this week, uh, it must have just been the Lord uh, impressing it on my heart because earlier in the week, I had a day where I just, you know, I, I couldn't go anywhere anyway, but it was a jammy day. I stayed in my pajamas. I felt like I was, my mind was tired and weary. And today I woke up with that faith over fear feeling, that faith over worry feeling. And God is faithful. He's faithful. And so I want you to know that it doesn't matter how long you've been knowing Jesus. doesn't matter how long you've been serving Jesus. Sometimes the enemy comes at us to cause us to worry, to be distracted, to be anxious or fearful or fretful. And I want to talk about that today because I feel like the Lord has been with me so many times in my life. I lost my mother to a drunk driver. A drunk driver ran into their car and she was killed in a car accident when I was 15 and she was 39. And I missed my mom. Uh... I lost my daughter for a while and didn't know what was happening with her, and she was in crisis. There was a lot of fearful, fretful days, but God was with us and with her. I almost lost my husband when the doctors came out of a surgery that was supposed to be 12 to 15 hours and said, we aborted the surgery because he's probably going to die or never speak again. We didn't prepare you for that, and so we don't know what to do. Again, the fear of the unknown. And then even being in the U.S. unexpectedly and not knowing, will I get back to Italy? Will I get my husband with me? Because we were separated for almost a month. And uh, will I get to be with Jessica, who's having a baby, and it's going to be critical? And all of those things God took care of, every single one of them. 
maybe in a different time way than I would have liked or I would have done it, but it all worked out. And yesterday, another thing I'm praising God for, Jessica had her follow-up doctor appointment and her body is recovering well from having the baby and having the surgery and she got a clean bill of health. So we praise God that he does answer prayer and he does move on our behalf. So today I want us to look at several scriptures and those of you that are helping me you can type them in there so I have a couple points for you today um, I don't know if anybody remembers since we started Thursday connect online strength power peace and purpose was that what we said we could expect from God during these days of unknown strength power peace and purpose and he's done that he's given us strength He's given us rest when we needed the rest, and he's given us power when we need energy, and he's given us purpose so that we get up and have a reason to do the day and something to look forward to. Um, now we're reopening on Sunday in our church. I get to go inside the church building. I'm so excited about that. Um, but we're talking about faith over fear, and I want this to be a safe place. So we're going to get real today. And I'm telling you that I had a day this week that I had a lot of anxious, tired, weary thoughts. I meditated on the Lord, and I woke up today with faith over fear fueling me and encouraging my heart. Um, but I want to say, first of all, for today, fear is not wrong, and you are not alone. Fear is not wrong. And you are not alone. Fear is not an indicator that you're not a strong Christian. I Psalm 56.3, Psalm 56.3 says, when I am afraid, it doesn't say if, it says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I trust. So if I meditate on the word of God and it says, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you, then I can trust that God is with me, that he understands my feelings and that I'm not alone in feeling worried or anxious or having some of these thoughts. It's not because uh, of my gender. It's not because of my race. It's not because of my financial status. I'm a human being. And I sometimes let the circumstances around me affect my confidence level or even my courage level. Psalm 56.3, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Isaiah 41.10 says, so do not fear, for I am with you. That's the Lord speaking to you today. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. Don't be discouraged and dismayed because if you have made Jesus your Lord and God is your Savior, your, your Redeemer, your Healer, your Provider, then know this about your God in Isaiah 41.10. I will strengthen you and help you and uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now imagine, we know that the Bible also says Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. So here's God in Isaiah 41.10 saying, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand, meaning Jesus is going to uphold you. So if you don't have Jesus, you don't have that extra dose of strength you need. That's why inviting Jesus into my heart, into my life, believing that he is the Lord and the Savior is following what the Bible says in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. He is the one upholding you and making intercession for you. 
And Isaiah 41, 13 says, <laughs> hallelujah, Dodie, I'm speaking to myself. Isaiah 41, 13 says, for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand. So now picture this, here's God in heaven, Jesus at the right hand, holding the right hand, and Jesus an extension of God. And he says in verse 13, I'm gonna take hold of your right hand and say to you, do not fear for I will help you. If you think you don't have enough energy left for the end of this week, he said, don't fear, I will help you. Amen. If you don't have enough finances left for the end of this month, he's saying, take my right hand. I will help you. So when I meditate on those things, it begins to shift my attitude. Now, I know Mary Curie is going to be joining us in a few minutes. I had some of my gals send me some notes, and I'm just looking to see if anybody else sent anything. If you have it, you can type it in there too, girls, That if you had some thoughts about fear. Um, so the first one, fear is not wrong and we're not alone. Hallelujah. I'm not alone. I'm not the only one who's not superwoman <laughs> or superman, right? I, you can't be strong every day. It just isn't humanly possible, but I'm not looking to do things that are naturally possible. I'm looking to do things that are supernaturally possible. And so I meditate on the Lord. I meditate on his word. I memorize it. I stand in the, in the gap for my friends when they can't, when they're too weary, when they've got multiple things on their plate right now. Several I know are doing several things in this 24-hour period, but God is able to sustain. The second thing I want to talk about is that when we are afraid, we don't have to stay afraid. When we are afraid, we don't have to stay afraid. That's really important. That's a choice. You can choose new responses to old triggers of fear. I want to say that again. Number two, when you're afraid, we don't have to stay afraid. And you can choose new responses to old triggers of fear. Mary had these thoughts. Mary always has such great uh, input in our Thursday Connect at ICF Rome, and she wrote to me and said, life is all about choices and decisions. So faith moves our decisions, and Proverbs 3, 3 through 6 says, lean not on, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And she said, if I choose new responses to the old triggers, it means that I'll change. I will faithfully step out of my comfort zone. And she also gives us, be transformed by the renewing of your mind and embrace God's perfect will from Romans 12, 2. So that was a lot. Proverbs 3, 3 through 6, and Romans 12, 2, ways that God transforms our mind so that we don't stay afraid, that we choose new responses. Now, this is something that is a choice that you have to make. And I've shared my testimony many times in different ways, but I remember a specific time when there was great turmoil and fear for my daughter. And in my flesh and my, I'm a pastor, I'm a counselor, I know what I should be saying to this person. She was talking to me and I could feel, I'll never forget it. I, I could feel myself wanting to respond a certain way. 
And I heard the Holy Spirit say, be quiet, leave, leave her and go pray. And I remember the look on her face when I said, I'm trusting that the Lord is going to direct you. I'm praying for you. And that's it. And I remember her like, why aren't you saying more to me? And I went into my bedroom. I closed the door. I went into my bathroom area, which was a separate area. I closed that door. I went into my closet and I closed that door and I knelt down on the floor in a literal prayer closet and I put a pillow over my face so she couldn't hear me as I sobbed and cried and said, God, be with my daughter. I don't know what to do next. I feel like I should be doing something. And the Holy Spirit said, you're doing exactly what I want you to do right now. You're praying. But in that moment, I chose a new response to an old trigger. And as I did that, the Holy Spirit was showing me I can choose. There are times when I want to respond with words or I want to respond with body language or in my spirit I feel something. But if I choose a new way, it means I literally arrest that feeling, stop it, and immediately turn and do something different. If normally I would, you know, go take a drink of Coke or caffeine or whatever, I'm going to get water. If I would normally sit down and curl up, I'm going to go for a walk instead. If I would uh, turn and walk away, instead I'm going to stand and listen and breathe. We're going to talk about that. So I really want you to be encouraged that no matter how old you are, no matter what is going on, God can help us to choose new patterns of response to these triggers of fear in our life. So I want us to look at Matthew 6, 25. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Can you imagine even God was speaking to me about I didn't have anything in my closet, in my suitcase during quarantine in America for spring or summer clothing? Don't worry about your clothes. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you add a single hour to your life by worrying? No. So if we're going to have faith over fear, we're going to have to choose some of these new patterns. New patterns. So I'm going to ask you, um, if there's something that you do when you feel fear coming on, type it in the chat. When I feel fear, I do something that helps you. When you feel fear, what do you do? You can type it in. When I feel fear, I turn on my worship music. When I feel worry, um, I go to the word. As quick, I have the word on my phone. I can go to my Uversion app right there, my Bible app. I can click on it. I can go up here and tell it to do any language if I want to listen to it in a certain language. I can even tell it to uh, speak to me. There's a little speaker. And if I don't feel like reading it, I can let it talk to me. I listen to it. Yes, we pray in the Holy Spirit, Boriana. 
Where would we be without the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, that heavenly prayer language? Because our, our own words in our own language don't ever feel enough. Yes, uh, we surrender and look up. So true. Hi, Mary. I'm already sharing your thoughts. We surrender. Barb, it's so, so good. Sometimes we're trying to keep control of it. That's what fear is. Like I'm losing control of a situation. But when I surrender and I give it up to God, those are, that's a very good, very good thought. Amen. I got to take a drink. Thank you, Mary. You are valuable. Yes, you are. Even Jesus had to remember that his heavenly father had not forsaken him. Remember Jesus saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Dodie, yes, we call on God. We pray and worship. So if Jesus in his earthly flesh so that he could understand everything that we were feeling. If he had that feeling of being forsaken, remember I first, the first one I said was fear is not wrong. It's not wrong that we're afraid. And so we're not alone. And we have to look at what Jesus did. And it's okay to need reminders in the midst of turmoil. I'll tell you what, these times together with you have, have fueled my spiritual tank every week for the last four months. I mean that so much. It has blessed me. It has encouraged me. Um, it's just been awesome. And so I am thankful for that. Before I go to Philippians, Mary also said, healthy fear fuels our faith and dependency on God. Be responsible and be patient. Faith moves our relationship. She's going back to some of the other things we've learned this year with faith moves. Galatians 5, 22 through 25. Mary, maybe you can even type in Galatians 5, 22 through 25. Yes, go for a run. I go for a walk run. <laughs> I'm going for a walk tomorrow out of quarantine. Woohoo! Okay, so Galatians 5, 22 through 25, that I'm responsible and I'm patient. Um, let me, I'm actually going to look up one that Mary sent to us. Um. Mary, I love this. So Mary, when we were talking about um, healthy fear fuels our faith and dependency on God, and it's okay to need reminders that it fuels our relationships, she told about those reminders in the midst of turmoil. The story in Joshua 7, the story in Joshua 7, verses 4 through 13, and there was turmoil, there was mistakes, and um, Joshua saying in verse 8, pardon your servant, Lord, what can I say now that Israel has been routed by its enemies? The Canaanites are all around us and they'll surround us. What will you do for your own great name? In verse 10 of Joshua chapter 7, the Lord said to Joshua, stand up. What are you doing down on your face? Okay. And then you keep reading, and then it says, go consecrate the people. Tell them, consecrate yourself in preparation for tomorrow, for this is what the Lord says. There are devoted things among you. You cannot stand against your enemies until you remove them. Wow. So if we have an enemy of fear, 
if we have an enemy of not you know choosing not to depend on god's word is a choice so if you choose to depend on your own reaction you're probably going to let yourself down sometimes i know i do so i love this verse that says go get ready for tomorrow in preparation for tomorrow verse 13 says because the Lord is letting them know, he's letting Israel know, you can't stand against your enemies until you remove the enemy. And in verse 10, I love it, Joshua 7:10, the Lord said to Joshua, thank you, Mary, for this verse. Stand up. What are you doing down on your face? So today, let that healthy fear fuel our faith and dependency on God. Yes, Eunicea, it's exactly it. We give ourselves some of that grace. Accept the situation, Mary said, but don't resign yourself to it. I love that. And we've talked about faith moves our destiny. Expect God's peace, power, strength, and purpose. Yes, from 1 Corinthians 2, 5 and 9. 1 Corinthians 2, 5 and 9. So Mary has given us Romans 12, 2 to renew our minds so we can make new choices about those triggers of fear. Galatians 5, 22 and 25 of being patient and moving towards the right direction. Joshua 7, verse 10, the Lord saying, stand up. What are you doing down on your face? Okay, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And giving yourself some grace because we can expect God to give us peace, power, strength, and purpose. I love that. And we know that throughout this time, I think many of us have stood on the passage in Philippians. Um, and Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9 in the message. I think this is the message. Yes. Okay. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9 says this. Don't fret or worry. That's what fear is. Fretting and worrying about something I can't control. I have to put it back in God's hands. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into fears. I mean, into prayers. Shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, I'm in Philippians chapter 4 in the message. Before you know it, verses 6 through 9, a sense of God's wholeness Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. Honestly, I'm a people person and I miss interacting with people. But this time that, that the Lord has allowed us to go online and expand relationships and rekindle old friendships has been marvelous. Marvelous. Barb Jurgenti, we're so glad that we've rekindled that relationship. I gave Barb a prize, a door prize, and I got door prizes for my girls in Rome as soon as we get back together. Starting in verse 8 of Philippians 4, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you do best by filling your mind and meditating on things that are true, noble, noble reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse, put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Now listen to this, do that and God who makes everything work together will work you into his most excellent harmony. Isn't that beautiful? Don't we want harmony? We need harmony in our world. 
The enemy of our soul wants us to focus on the bad, the ugly, the worst of humanity. And while we acknowledge those things that are terrible and are facing us and what we can do to change and choose new responses, don't lose sight of the fact that there's a spiritual battle going on. And the enemy of our soul wants to get us focused on the bad and the ugly. And God is saying, I want you to focus on the good and the true and the pure and what's of good report. And he's saying in Philippians chapter four, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse, put into practice what you learn. So what I learn is respect. What I learn is love. What I learn is value to give that to others. What I learn is that one person may be more afraid today than I was, but tomorrow I be I may be more wor worried than they are. So we don't judge one another. I say it all the time around our table on Thursday. This is a safe place. There is no judgment. As, as people, as women, as um leaders as people of influence it's easy to start judging people don't judge a person because they're silent when you think they should be talking or because they're talking when you think they should be silent the holy spirit is the judge the bible even says judge not lest we be judged so i'm not the holy spirit but as a child of god i listen to the holy spirit and I move on behalf of what the Holy Spirit encourages me to do. And when I do that, I have faith over fear. My faith is greater than my fear. Let's get real. It's something that's out there. It's a worrisome world that we live in now. It's, it, it could be described as some of the darkest days our world has ever seen in current times. But I also want you to know the church is alive and well. Jesus is alive and well. And it's also been some of the most remarkable opportunities for Jesus to be made known among the nations, for Jesus to be made known in our own personal life. I've, I've shared many times about my beautiful, awesome grandmother who went to be with the Lord at almost 102 years old and was an ordained minister for 85 years. And at every decade of her life, especially in her latter years, 70, 80, 90, even 100, I watched her as things would shift. Her eyesight changed, her macular degeneration, and she could no longer drive a car. And then her hearing began to go as well, and she could no longer teach or speak in a class because she couldn't hear the people when they were giving comments to her. But at every turning point, in a new season, I also watched as she trusted in the Lord, as she took faith over fear. I, I was there. I can remember one time her kind of pounding on the counter saying, I don't want to lose my independence, but I will not lose my ministry no matter where I'm at. And it was so true. Even when she was confined to home, people would come into their home at my aunt's house and they would have life group. And they would wait for grandma to pray for her at the end of life group. So her ministry never stopped. When she would be in a wheelchair, they would wheel her into the front of the church. And at the end, people would line up for her to pray for them. Even though she couldn't really see or hear, someone very close to her would say, this is so-and-so, pray for sickness, pray for marriage, pray. And she would begin to pray. 
So she was choosing new reactions as her body changed, as life changed. And I'm telling you what, when I stand on Philippians and it says in verse nine of the message, do all of this and God who makes everything work together will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Give yourself some grace. Mary said, accept the situation, but don't resign yourself to it. When it's something that is a battle that we need to get past, yes, Mary, thank you for putting those fruit of the Spirit in there. That's what we need to stand on, that I am choosing to respond in a new way. Amen? All right. <clears throat> I want to look over here in your comments. I saw what you do when you're feeling afraid or you're feeling worried. Very good. Now I want to ask you, um, what do you say to yourself? What do you say to yourself when you feel like you're not measuring up? Maybe it's a question you don't want to answer publicly, and I understand that. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. Oh, yes, resilience. I have resilience. You know, it's real easy. Yes, we love Jesus. Amen. Choose to respond in a new way. What do you say to yourself when you feel that anxious worry coming on you? Today we're talking about faith over fear. Let's get real. What do you say to yourself? You know, it's easy to say to my friend, my sister, my girlfriend, my family member, hey, come on, I'm praying for you. God's got this. It's not just a phrase. We have experienced God having it. But I want you to know that what you say to yourself matters. And the Lord is saying, I want you to choose good over bad. I want you to choose beautiful over ugly. I want you to choose best over worst. I want you to do what it said in Joshua 7:10 when it says, stand up. What are you doing on your face? Yes, Courtney. <laughs> Get it together, Courtney. Um, Listen, we all have to say that. I have to say, pull it together. Life is not. Sometimes I'll just, um, during these quarantine times, we have played games. And if I'm just feeling like I'm going to go crazy, if I don't get to go walk in a mall or walk in the markets or walk outside in my beautiful room, um, then Pastor Rick and I will sit down and play a game together. And when I was with my kids, we would play games together. And... Um, Somehow, distractions, good distractions, healthy distractions. Some of you know that we've been cooking because <laughs> I've been doing our cappuccino at home every, every day instead of the coffee bar. And I have to tell you, my husband blessed me today. I said, do you still love the cappuccino at the bar better? He said, no, I love our cappuccino. So that made me feel really good. Um, but... Sometimes we just have to say to ourselves, you are enough. You are enough. And with Jesus, I'm not enough without Jesus. Without Jesus, I can't make it. And I know that. And if you don't know Jesus, now's the time to say, God, I want you to be in my life. Yes, Boyana, rise up, stand up, look up in the sky. Because when we look up, we see the glory and the majesty of the Lord. So powerful. So powerful. Um, so here's some steps you're, you're putting in the comments. What do you say? Some of you have said that already. 
here's some steps that I, I also feel like we can do. And we've talked about this before. Um, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice. There's things to rejoice about. Even in sickness and turmoil, Sylvia, Sylvia, hi. Sylvia is our friend from Brazil. I don't know if she's in England or where she's living, but Sylvia, buongiorno, buona giornata, come va? Uh, ti manca. <laughs> um, ti voglio bene. Yes. Yes, Mary, I am one of a kind. Psalms 139.14. Awesome. Amen. So here's some steps when we are feeling those things. The first thing is to rejoice in the Lord. You can rejoice. God is good. God is good all the time. Per sempre. Dio è buono. Per sempre. Amen. So you can rejoice in the Lord. If you can't rejoice in anything else, you can rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> I miss you too. Number two, you can remember that the Lord is near. The Bible says he's as close as the mention of his name. So the Lord is near to the brokenhearted, the Bible says. If your heart is broken, if your mindset is broken, the Lord is near. And you need to remember that. And you don't have to be able to pray a big old prayer. You can say Jesus. Can you type it in the chat? Jesus. Type it in the chat. Jesus. The Bible says, Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee has to bow. The knee of doubt, the knee of fear, the knee of worry, the knee of anxiety, the knee of sickness and despair, the knee of overwhelming thoughts. At one word, at one name, a name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Type it in, Jesus. Jesus, we remember the name of Jesus and we speak his name. I can tell you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I have a little song. I don't know if I should sing it or not. Thank you, Dorcas. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, demons will have to flee. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. And that's a little song I learned when I was a little girl. And I wake up singing it sometimes when I'm praying for people that I love in different time zones. I start to say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, demons will have to flee. In the mighty name of Jesus, who can tell what God can do? And then I don't remember the rest, but in the name of Jesus, Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. So I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that he's as close as the mention of his name. Number four, I want us to use prayer and petition with thanksgiving. It's so important. Pastor Rick always makes sure on Wednesday night prayers that we give God thanks throughout that prayer time, throughout that hour of power that we pray for things, but then we thank God for things. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is good. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Psalm 100. So we, <laughs> I love my little singing bear, my little singing puppy, Mary, that's awesome. So, 
we have to, it's, an, it's a scripture that we come to the Lord with prayer and thanksgiving because gratitude relieves anxiety as our focus shifts to God's power. When you begin to thank God for the very thing you're praying for, you start to think about who God is. Remember, those doubts come from the enemy of your soul who wants you to doubt and despair and be defeated. But God wants you to be determined and successful in your thought life, in your health, in your vitality. He wants you to have that courage. Amen. Number five, present your request to God. You have to be honest with him. Declare, <laughs> declare what you're struggling with and then put it in his hands. Remind yourself to run to God for the help. So right here on number five, because this is faith over fear, let's get real today, okay? What are you putting in God's hands today? I am putting many people I love, many, are dealing with sickness, not COVID-19 related. However, COVID-19 affects everything because you can't be with them at the hospital. All of the procedures are different. Some procedures are put off or postponed. So I'm being honest with you. One of the things I'm putting in God's hands on a daily basis is medical, health, physical well-being of several people that I love and care about. If you don't make your petition known to God, listen to me, then you might forget what you prayed for. So it's not, well, oh, God already knows. He knows my thoughts and all of that. Here's what I want you to know. God wants us to be honest with him. So he's wanting us to say, I need prayer for this so that when someone gives an answer to the gets us an answer to the prayer, we can rejoice with them. We can say, yes, we prayed and God healed. We prayed and God provided finances. I said yesterday that, um, I mean, we had a big problem with our bank here in Italy and it took a lot of money out of our account and didn't give me any any cash, any money. It was an error. It was an error in zeros. It was an error in what happened. And because of COVID-19, offices were closed, and it was about eight days. And yesterday, the bank found the error here in Rome, thank God for honest business owners and bankers, and they put the money back in our account. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But do you know what? I had to make that petition known to God. Lord, I need help. And I did everything I could possibly do. I sent emails to my bank, their bank. But uh, it, I just had to wait, and God came through. So we make our petitions known to God, and we have to be honest with him. So what, Audrey, yes, for our loved ones that are far away from me physically. That's hard. We have loved ones that we care about that are far away, and we have to put them in God's hands. I know that some are praying for jobs and future decisions, and God is faithful. God is faithful. Um, he wants us to dream for our future, but he also wants us to be content in the moment. I want to say that again, to dream for your future. One of the things I have learned from my beautiful mother-in-law, Joan, is that 
no matter what she was going through, no matter what she is going through, she always has a dream or a vision about something she's working on. It could be remodeling a room, redecorating a room, expanding a patio area, looking for a new situation for something with the house or helping at the food pantry or the grocery or the clothing pantry at her church. Uh, all of those things, she always has something in spite of whatever she's going through that's hard. She always has something fun that she's doing. And even being with her, I said earlier, you know, she loved to play games too. So we learn to put our disappointments in God's hands. Amen. Hi, Pastor Kim. Thank you for that. Um, you know, Courtney, we do all make mistakes. We get disappointed in ourselves and we have to put that back in God's hands. And thank you for being honest about that because we, we, I'm not perfect either. I make, I say the wrong thing at the wrong time or somebody's not happy. I'm silent or talking or whatever. Um, we put that in God's hands, faith over fear. Let's get real. And when we're real with God, we can stand on what scripture tells us. Number six the peace of God, these are things that we can do to have faith over fear. Let the peace of God transcend our own understanding. We cannot accomplish this teaching, accomplish this peace, sorry, in our own power. Let the peace of God transcend your own understanding, even of yourself. You can't do this in yourself. God is faithful to walk and talk with us along this journey. So I have to allow the peace of God to come into me. I have that's the choosing a new reaction, choosing a new decision, right? That's going back to the word and seeing that reaction. Mary mentioned it to us from Joshua 7, verse 10. When the Lord said to Joshua, after all these mistakes, and Joshua saying, What are we gonna do? What will you do for your own great name? Can you imagine? I mean, this is Joshua talking to his God, and he's saying to God, Well, what then are you gonna do for your own great name? That was a little bit disrespectful, Joshua. That was a little bit challenging. And God said to Joshua in a very bold word, stand up, Joshua. What are you doing down on your face? You've got these things. These things are going on. But I've called on Israel. So I'm telling you to consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow because you won't stand against your enemy until you remove them. And so that's why I feel like fear and anxiety is something we have to put back in God's hands so that the peace of God will transcend our understanding. This is a time in our world where there is a reason to have worry and concern about economics, about country stability, about family stability. Yes, Mary, governments of nations. Um, I mean, but we can stand up. We don't need to be down on our face. We have to let, we have to choose. Here we go again, choose. I love what Mary said earlier that... Um, we can accept the situation, Mary. You said this in your notes to me, but we don't resign ourselves to it. We don't say it's going to end this way. If it's not good, it's not the end. God gets the final word for God's kids. And so I can accept that this is where I am right now, that I've had to be in quarantine. I can accept it, but I don't have to resign myself to it that, I mean, maybe some people are still in, some people are going in more lockdown as certain countries, you know, the wave is going around. But I can tell you what, I don't have to resign myself to fear and I choose to get up. I've said this many times that I may allow myself a day in my jammies. I, maybe I've been in my 
jammies and not very much makeup a few days during all these quarantines to give my skin a rest. But I make myself get up. I make my bed every day, almost every day, six days a week, let's say. I make my bed every day. I make sure the kitchen sink is clean in case, in case I would have a visitor. That's what my grandma taught me. But I have a visitor in Jesus, only he's not a visitor. He's a welcome friend. So I prepare myself that every day something good is going to happen, that I need to be ready. So if I need to run out, like last week, we were in our house and there was a, there's a very dangerous intersection by our neighborhood and there was a very loud crash. And thankfully that was one of those days we had not stayed in our jammies and we did run out of the house. We took our mask and we ran out to see if everybody was okay. And it was pretty bad, but there were people there and it seemed that everyone was going to be okay, but we were ready. So faith over fear means I still have to do what God said to Joshua, get rid of these things that are an enemy to your victory. You can't stand with these enemies in place. So get rid of them once. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not going to come back. There are things in our lives that the enemy knows I can keep using this. But that's when we have to remember God is the healer. Number seven, sing a new song of worship. This is your spiritual weapon. If you don't know that worship is your warfare, you need to learn. You need to read about it. Look at the times in the Bible when they were going to have battle and they were told to march and sing and blow instruments. Worship is our spiritual warfare. When I sing, when I dance, when I clap, it's not always because I already have the victory. It's my warfare. I am clapping on injustice. I am dancing like the song says, dancers who dance upon injustice because it's my warfare in the spirit realm. And then like Boriana said, when I pray in my heavenly prayer language, when I pray in the tongues of heaven, it's not my words. It's not my feelings. I'm just interceding with that Jesus at the right hand, holding on to me, making intercession for me. I am singing a new song of worship. I make it a point to listen to new songs of worship. I know we love some of the old ones and we have those we go back to. And even now as we're getting ready to reopen, I think about, you know, my name and I know who I am. And, uh, you know, the blessing is a, is a fairly new song that God has really used during this time for us and our family also. But keep singing a new song of worship because God has a new, he has a never ending supply. And when we do that, uh, Courtney, I have to say, Courtney shared her playlist, her, I don't remember if you called it quarantine playlist or what, but I love it. We are Texas girls and we have a little Southern in there. We have a little gospel in there. And, um, I put on that playlist, Courtney, and I find one of those songs that just, Hey, this is a new song of worship. That's encouraging me today. So we share our worship with, with the Holy spirit. And the last one is breathe. Here's a new step for you. Breathe. I know you're probably saying, Pastor Jen, seriously. Fear. Think about this. I learned this. I have a hip bone in my neck. My neck was broken in a bicycle accident. Pandemic and praise. Good, Courtney. A, bi a drunk driver hit me when I was riding a bicycle and it broke my vertebrae. Only I didn't know it at the time. It kind of ultimately ruptured and fractured after three months. And... Um, so they put a hip bone 
in my neck to stabilize my neck. I had gone paralyzed on the left side, couldn't lift an empty laundry basket, empty for four months. I had three little kids. Um, and when I went to physical therapy to recover, the physical therapist said to me, you're not breathing. And I was like, I am breathing. How would I be here? She said, no, oxygen helps your muscles to relax. That you're holding your shoulders like this to protect and you don't even realize it. And so she began to practice with me about breathing. And over the years, as I have thought about the breath of the Holy Spirit, the wind of the Holy Spirit, the Bible talks about, the wind filled the upper room where they were seated and cloven tongues like as a fire fell on them and they began to speak in languages they didn't know. The wind of the Holy Spirit helps me release that fear it's so true. I, I want everyone I know to have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I want you to know Jesus and to make heaven. But we live on this earth that is full of anxiety and fear and worry. And without the fullness of the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Holy Spirit, I, just, I don't want just the seeds of the fruit. I want the fruit in abundance. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit comes to give us power so that we can be a witness in the midst of fear. Not just so you can tell somebody how to give their heart to Jesus, but in the midst of fear that you're just living life with courage, like Eunicea said earlier. So I want us to practice breathing. It's something we do on Wednesday sometimes. I do it sometimes on Thursday. But breathing the Holy Spirit's air cleanses our spirit man. Breathing provides that much-needed oxygen that cleanses and relaxes our muscles. So do it with me. Will you breathe? Inhale really big. Then exhale very slowly. Do it one more time. You're going to inhale from your stomach. You're going to feel it come up in there. And then you're going to exhale and you're going to feel that release. Okay? One, two, three. Right now, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill that room where my brothers and sisters are that are watching now or will be watching later. I pray, Holy Spirit, we thank you for the breath and the oxygen of the Holy Spirit that releases tension, that releases the need to control, that releases anxiety about failure and not succeeding, that releases worry. Holy Spirit, right now in the name of Jesus, I ask you to touch my brothers and sisters. Strengthen us in Jesus' power. Encourage our hearts with Jesus' love and grace. Remind us that the peace of God passes understanding for any fear, that we have faith over the fear of failure. We have faith over the fear of worry and doubt. We have faith in Jesus Christ. Breathe in that Holy Spirit. Yes, the ultimate air freshener. I love that, Pastor Kim. Holy Spirit. Can you just lift your hands for a minute as we, we're going to close in prayer? We got just a couple more minutes. Holy Spirit, I invite you right now to breathe in my life. If you have never been filled with a heavenly prayer language, ask him if you have been filled a long time ago and you haven't prayed in that language. 
Holy Spirit, we need you. God, I don't have enough words in my vocabulary. I surrender. I surrender and look up to you. Fill someone anew right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, only your Holy Spirit, precious Lord, can calm our fears, can quench our worry, can increase our faith. Jesus, we put our loved ones into your hands right now. Every loved one who is far away from us, everyone who is facing a physical, medical, financial condition, a marital condition, a relationship condition, whatever that is, Lord, right now, faith over fear and worry in the name of Jesus. I want you to type it in the chat. I will not fear. I will trust in Jesus. I will not fear. I will trust in Jesus. All too quickly, I want to leave you with this thought. We forget that this slight momentary affliction, the Bible says, is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison because we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. Don't look to this slight momentary affliction because it is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all, beyond all description. I will not fear. I will trust in Jesus. This world is not our home. If you are God's kid, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. And these momentary afflictions, even if it seems like many moments, are to prepare us for a longing for heaven. Not that I just want to check out and be done, because there are moments when maybe we feel tired. But I want you to know that we say, God, I long to sit at your knee. I long to sit in the presence of the Lord eternally. This world is not my home. I'm only passing through. And he is the great redeemer. And so what that verse in 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18 is reminding us is that we should not focus too much on these temporal afflictions, these momentary afflictions. A day with the Lord is like a thousand years. So who's to say God is preparing his people to long for heaven? And in the meantime, he says, I'm going away, but I'm leaving the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, which will endue you with power from on high so that you will be a witness for me. So that when it's easy to be afraid, that you can be real and say, in my weakness, Jesus is made strong and I can focus on his peace that passes understanding. None of our suffering is without purpose. None of our suffering is beyond the reach of God's control. This present suffering is not all that there is. Someone wrote the words of St. Clair of Assisi say this. I've been to the St. Francis of Assisi in Italy. The words of St. Clair say, our labor here is brief, but the reward is eternal. Mary, I think about the people that you have witnessed to in grocery store parking lots, at the bus stop, um, people that you have brought to, to Jesus and to church. Your labor is not in vain. Your reward is eternal. Sylvia, I know you are an evangelist 
you tell people about Jesus. I know you have the joy of Jesus because we will not fear. We trust in Jesus. Do not be disturbed. I mean, this is someone who wrote this a long time ago. Do not be disturbed by the clamor of the world, which will pass as a shadow. This is not the end of the line. We're only passing through. Keep your eyes fixed on eternity. The eternal peace of God is available for every one of us in every circumstance and in every trial. The peace of God is available for every one of us, every one of us in every circumstance. Fear is not wrong. The Bible says, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you, in God whose word I pray, Psalm 56, 3. So today, give yourself some grace. Give yourself some courage. I love Mary. Thank you for sharing that passage in Joshua chapter 7. And listen to the Lord say, stand up. What are you doing down on your face? Prepare yourself. Consecrate yourself. For tomorrow you will see great things. I got to tell you one more thing. I know it's 1 o'clock. So today, actually, is the 25th anniversary of the outpouring of the Father's Day Revival in Brownsville with our dear friend, missionary and evangelist Steve Hill. 25 years ago, he went for a Father's Day service and an, a revival of unprecedented magnitude broke out in the United States during that time, 25 years ago. Isn't it amazing that this Sunday, we also celebrate Father's Day in America, I don't know about other countries, but we will greet our fathers on Sunday. But we're going to celebrate the Heavenly Father as we come together. And can you imagine we're coming together on a 25-year anniversary of a Father's Day outpouring? Our first Sunday is on Father's Day. We're going to celebrate the Father of the universe our Father God. So whether you join us online, whether you go to your church, whether you come into ICF Rome and you got to register, if you haven't registered, you might need to worship online on Sunday because we have just a few seats left. But I want you to know the Father wants to give us an outpouring of love and peace so that we will have faith over fear. Fear's not wrong and we're not alone, but we can have faith over fear because we will get up off our face and we will consecrate ourselves for tomorrow. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, the eternal peace of God. I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. Here's my hug. Here's my high five, my air elbow. Love you. Laugh at my funny video on my, uh, my, own, IC, my own Facebook page, whatever. But I love you. And you are going to have the victory today, tomorrow, and the next day. I'm out. Love you. Bye.